Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody. I'm John. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thursday, that means we're going to do a little bit of discussing. Um, we're changing things up a little bit today. We're going to um, have a little fun with a little thing we like to call around here. Called it culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I called it. I said it. I was the first. My idea. I predicted it. I'm the best. All that stuff that we see floating around online. But this time we're going to talk about, about me. safe bets in Star Wars. <laughs> So we're going to list five things, uh, some connected to each other, some not. Five things that we think are safe bets for upcoming Star Wars projects to basically vanquish and eliminate the ability for anyone to claim ownership of said safe bets. Uh, James and Lacey with me as always. Um, Did I say I'm John? That's who I am. Uh, How are you guys doing? What's going on? I'm good. Just hanging. I can bet that I'm awesome. Yeah. Did you ever see that show Hanging with Mr. Cooper? Oh, yeah. I feel like I have. Remember that show? Mr. Cooper. Yeah. Yes, I have. That was yeah. what I popped in my head. And I was like, <laughs> is this an actual song or am I just imagining this in my yeah. head? <laughs> yeah. That was either, was that a spinoff of Sister, Sister? Wasn't it connected in some way? Sister, sister. Uh, I don't know, but I just went. <laughs> maybe that's maybe, why I thought maybe, of it. You had, you no, the Sister, Sister had a spinoff and it was the brother. Oh, right. He was like a genius. No. Yeah. no, that wasn't a spinoff. That was just the real life brother. Oh, Taj Maori. Yeah, but didn't he get his own show? He got his own show. He did. It was called Smart Guy, but it's not a spinoff show. Mm. That was just their his real life their real life brother. Oh, oh. Who oh, also oh. got a show All that right. is not related to Sister Sister. Got it. All right. It's not in the Sister those. Sister universe. Yeah, it's, it's not in the not, SSU. What was his show called? Smart guy. Smart guy. Smart guy. All the shows, every show, <laughs> yeah. in that five year span, had the same melody. They just had the jingle. SSU, who was, yeah. Who was so lazy? I love '90s jingles. They're like my favorite. Yeah. Perfect stranger. So I, I'm probably wrong on the uh, <laughs> the theme song for Hanging with Mr. Cooper, but I did watch it. It was great. All right, um, James, how you doing, buddy? I think Smart Guy is on Disney Plus. Actually, James, you're a smart guy. Some would say that. Yeah. Some do. Yeah. Not me. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, guys, Weird Brothers. <laughs> it just happened. I don't know. Weirdbrothers.com. Uh, well, you're not a smart guy. If you want to, if you want to get smarter and buy some coffee from Weird Brothers, because they mm. made a delicious brew with us here at the Resistance Broadcast. It is also called TRB. It's the Resistance Brew. Uh, so do us a favor and do them a favor. You're supporting a small business down in Virginia. Go to Weirdbrothers.com. Just look up Resistance Brew. Buy a bag. It comes to you very soon, and you have some delicious coffee. There you go. You don't have to leave your house. If you're still quarantined up, hunkered down, get some Weird Brothers coffee. You're supporting a small podcast, supporting a small business, and your coffee addiction. So what's And you're a smart that? guy. Yeah. Be, a, be a smart guy. Get your sister. <laughs> and your, and si- of- your sister and your sister. Yeah, both sisters. Right. And be, be a smart SSU. guy. Right. All right, so uh, yeah, we we are bringing back Will of the Force this week, James. So where is our dear friend who let us all know that the strongest stars have hearts of Kyber? Cheer it in with. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. There he is, John. He's back. 
uh, Chirdimway bringing on Will of the Force. But I will say before we get into the Will of the Force, um, I do want to say that if you guys like what we do, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And if you join uh, our Patreon at the $5 major level, right? It's not a major level. It's just the the, the level is called major. The level of so the, the majors. Major <laughs> the level of the majors. Um then at that level, you can start submitting topics for this very segment, right? Um, because if you submit something to Will of the Force, you might see it on this show as we're going to get into a couple Patreon submissions here in a second. Um, however, before we do move on in the show, I want to give a shout out to all of our generals, which <laughs> is a major level. Uh, if you want to take it that way. Our Patreon generals are Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gilner, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Jeff Connery, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornack, and Val Trinchkoff. Thank you guys so much for being generals. You are a major important asset to our show, as well as anybody else who submitted topics for Will of the Force this week, including... Admiral Double C, a.k.a. Chris. Admiral <laughs> Double C asked us, will Disney Gallery do a special on The Mandalorian for the Mark Hamill oh. episode? Lacey, you get first dibs at this so that you can call it before we get a chance to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Uh, what do you think? Special gallery episode for Mark Hamill's? So... I know there's been rumblings online that people didn't know Mark Hamill was showing up until day of. I'm pretty sure Gina Carano has been telling people that. I'm just interested if based on what Jon Favreau said in the fall where he was so nervous it would get out if they literally didn't capture that moment. In the scared nervousness of making sure it didn't get out. They didn't even want extra crew people there to film stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say they will not release a special about it. I guarantee they interviewed Mark Hamill with the same camera that they shot the episode with. They didn't have an extra crew come in. So when they were done with everything, they filmed on the same stuff with the crew that was already there so that it mm -hmm. wouldn't get out. So, no, they will not do a special on The Mandalorian about Mark Hamill. Uh, John, what do you think? I think they will. Um, but kind of similar answer to what Lacey said. And I think, James, you had brought up a similar point on the Mando fan show about the fear aspect and the skeleton crew mm -hmm. thing. And I think you're both right. Um, I think it'll be more like the season one variety where you're going to get a roundtable where they're reflecting on it. Mm, smart they want people people will tune in for mark hamill talking about coming back i'm thinking about season twos you're right i, so I think, i'm gonna stick with that because that's what i was I, I think you're spot on that they did not have crews there for documentary for that reason i think that's so dead on i agree with that but i could see them still like gotta revisit this somehow let's get favreau <laughs> Uh, Hamill, Filoni, Hamill, um, the, the, whoever the double was, maybe even Pedro Pascal, whoever at that table talking about how the discussions came about, 
my, oh, when, the, when my phone rang, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I thought I was done and other than and do the whole mm-hmm. thing. That's Mar- smart. Yeah. Uh, and bring it back. So I think, I think they will. I do agree with what you're saying. I think you're absolutely right. But I think maybe they'll I agree di- with you what you're saying. They so di- here we are. A dyad in the will of the force. <laughs> so I think they, I think they will, James. So well, you got the tie break. Um, I don't think they will. What? Um, this is and- bullcrap. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, my thing is like, I absolutely think all that makes sense. It makes sense from someone that is like saying, <laughs> hey, when we're prepping season two, we got to go with all the Mark Hamill stuff that we know is happening. And then we can have it ready for the gallery because we know that's going to be a big thing. And I think that they ultimately made the decision that to leave that out and the door is shut on gallery season two, if you will. I think they they had like eight episodes for the first season, and then they decided to they made the choice to to, to condense all that to one special that dropped on Christmas Day, right? For the Mandalorian season two, that encapsulated everything that they wanted to talk about in that episode, and it's unfortunate that they couldn't talk about it. But I think that is it. And now, at this point, to come in with a, another episode down the line and be like, oh, and also episode two of Gallery. I don't know. It's weird. It's It wasn't marketed that way at all. It would feel odd and shoehorned and everybody would be like, I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't work well. The money's there. The reasons are there. I get that. But. I have a feeling that it's more likely that if they do want to revisit this, they'll probably do something different. I mean, I don't know. That seems crazy too. I, took I just, a shot I really don't think they're the going to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> yeah. He said that. Oh, <laughs> it's happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I don't think they're going to bring back gallery season two for an, another special. Care to make it interesting? Just for this. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. You already lost the pie bet. James John did. already won the pie bet. Yeah. Can't wait for that. When's the that sma- happening? I don't know about that. Smash a pie in your what face. What do you mean? Luke showed up. He said that they were going to do the big three. I thought it was no, any of them show up first. it was Luke yeah. or Leia or Han. Yeah. And you said one of them has to show up in a book. In a that book. was literally what you said. We can go back. Was it on? Was it on an episode? We can go back. Yeah. Do we have a yeah, TRB archivist I, yet? Are we at that point? No. I I even went looking to see if I could find it, and I was like, no. Nah, <laughs> I love Jim I, just I, answers my buried. question as though it's a real question. Do we have an archivist <laughs> yet? No. <laughs> well, I didn't mean it like that. I meant it as we have no good way to source information from the past. Imagine somebody Someone just um, like, they're listening yeah. to this. They're like, I'll be your archivist. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, moving on to the next question: Will Bill Burr's Mayfield Mayfeld, sorry, uh, be a regular role in Rangers of the New Republic? John, I bounce back at you first. What do you think? Yes. I How think dare he, you? I think I think I think uh, William R. Bill uh, Burr, William R. Burr, will return uh, as Mayfeld in a lead role, not the, not the number one role, but a prominent regular role in Rangers of the new Republic. Hmm. Do you have anything that makes you think that specifically or just that? I just feel like that whole, Hey, uh, I liked what you did back there. Uh, you're free now. It, 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 his story is not ending there. Like, 
I got you. It was they focused so hard on Cara Dune and her like realizing things in that episode, and then Bill Burr had this just standout moment, and then they just kind of say like, "You're free to go," and it was very like a team, like, "Hey, get out of here!" And they're like, "We're gonna look the other way." That stuff never ends there. It's always a you know we we pick them up later or you know we we see him on another planet and like we meet up and like his story's not done and i feel like they're setting up that rangers thing with carson tiva too our buddy paul these are mm-hmm. all things i said on the mando fan show yeah yeah well you you took james's so, thing before too so whatever <laughs> um so Lacey, what are you said this on the mando fan show are you doubling down you think bill burr's in we rangers all said in Republic? That. what do you mean you said that we all said that Okay. I didn't At say that. At 3 a.m. before James and John watched the episode, I put out that Bill Burr is definitely going to be in Rangers of the New Republic. Are you saying you called it? I am, since we're doing a called it culture episode. This is a perfect episode for that. Uh, No. I, I Exactly what John said, which I said back when the episode aired. Oh, my God. The way they focus on him. Okay, calm down, sir. <laughs> I'm calm. <laughs> Calmer than you are, dude. Calmer than you are. I'm drinking my so, coffee. So... The way they focused on him, he has that big speech moment, which is honestly the best part of the episode. And then at the end where they, there's a moment where they push in on Gina Carano where she's like, huh, that is a good shot. And you're just like, all right, what's going on? So the way they let him go kind of left it open-ended. He's a great character. He did an amazing job. And I don't think... Gina Carano, if she is in this show, Rangers of the New Republic, could carry it on her own, and he could carry that episode on his own. So I think he's going to be a part of it. I'm assuming Gina Carano is going to be a part of it, and then also Carson Tava, of what we know of right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And Dave Filoni. Just kidding. (laughs) I hope so. Uh, I love Trapper Wolf. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Um... I don't know, guys. My my thought on this, the reason I, I was kind of <sighs> against it was because my understanding for a while was that it took place at the same time, like a sequel to The Mandalorian or at the same time. But then I felt like we got information that it was actually closer to right after the events of Return of the Jedi. And that it was more in that like aftermath time frame. Did we? I thought it was around. No, they said all three of these shows: Ahsoka. They said they culminate in a crossover event, but the in the same but the time main, frame. I understand that, but I feel like we got other information that that explained a different time frame. So I thought, oh well, everything we're thinking about the show is out the window. So then I was gonna look up stuff before we got here to see if I could find where that was referenced. Off the top, I'm not gonna be able to, but I did go to Wikipedia and it it says that the time frame for the show is nine ABY, but I don't know if that's based on the fact that they said it's gonna culminate in a crossover event. But either way, if if it is in fact in the Mandalorian time frame, I agree. And I think that makes a lot of sense and, and they're setting up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is that off chance that this show takes place in a little bit of a different timeline before all that stuff happened, in which case it's not even remotely possible. Because mm-hmm. um, he was, I mean, still Imperial, I guess you, technically, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say maybe he is in the yeah. show. He's just the bad guy. He's mm-hmm. a stormtrooper. But um, I don't know. We'll sort that out. But but on an overall, if that if there's not that asterisk, then yeah, I think you guys are right because it makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The uh, next one is from another uh, patron of ours, another resistance officer, General Beerfett. Uh, Bethany wanted to ask, uh, will there be any Mandalorian episode set in Batu? Now, we referenced earlier that she's great at posting pictures of <laughs> TRB merch in the parks and stuff. Uh, but, John, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about a Mandalorian episode being set in Batu? No. No? No. And I, ho- I hope not. Hope not. With the no. rumors of him coming to Disney, though. That's fine. I just keep... Keep the damn theme park just a theme park, please. <laughs> like I, I, I'm fine with it being canon and in the books and stuff, but we're getting so close to jumping that shark when you're doing this stuff. And like, I love the idea of Bat. Let Batu be its thing, but I don't want like Mandalorian going to Batu. All I'm gonna think about is the damn theme park, and it's just gonna take me right out of the show. It's true because it's not the other way around. It's theme park in the show instead yeah, of from the yeah. show. Yeah, and I know it's a planet. I, I know that. it's canon. I get every aspect of that. I know it's been in the books, uh, Crash of Fate, all that stuff. I don't care. I don't want. I I just there's certain lines you they made the books to promote. Let's be honest. They made those books to promote the theme park and make it feel like this big thing. And I get that, and I respect it, and I appreciate it. I can't wait to go, uh, but moving it then into the live action stuff that's gonna feel and it's really gonna ignite those disney haters that are like look they're just trying to hawk they're ruining this show they're trying to hawk their theme park and it's juice ain't worth the squeeze on this one no Hmm. lazy i'm gonna say no they won't because i feel like they can't control the set like they can when they're in the studio or in the volume so, like, we saw photos leaked of the Robert Rodriguez episode, and that was a closed set. I can't imagine no one will snap photos if they're shooting in Batu. Like, you have people that work in Disney, cast members, people that fly over, all this other stuff. Yeah, drones. Yeah, it. I couldn't see them doing this because of just how kind of open it is well arguments, someone could take a picture argument's sake Lacey what if they just said we're doing Batu, but we're doing it in the volume we're not necessarily filming it at the theme park I would still say no just because I feel like they've established their kind of space and I don't know why like I'm trying to think of the reason why he would go there and it doesn't make sense why it wouldn't be a new planet and it had to be Batu. That's what I'm like. What's the reasoning behind him going specifically to Batu? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, and we talked about this last week. They've kind of pigeonholed themselves in this era of between the movies with Kylo Ren and Rey <clears throat> that it would be kind of weird to have the Mandalorian there because it's like okay, but then you go to the park and you don't see him there. He's not there, right. so I don't know. It's mm. just a little weird. So I, but my main issue with it is i don't think that they could shoot there yeah i'm i don't know like here's the thing is that i i agree with not being able to shoot there and i agree with what you're saying john where it feels like they might be trying to sell you something um but a part of me is like just forget what other fans think i want to see it 
I would love to see that. I would think that would be really cool because the net connectivity would be there. And I would be able to go to the park and be able to be like, oh, not only did this character from the book stand here and not only did like, you know, Leia stand here, but also now the Mandalorian at one point in time was in this room as well. And I think that adds to that world. Um, but I, I do get what you're saying. Um, the only... The only thing that I would like to add to this too is that I like the Mandalorian and what they've done, but I think it is ridiculous that he's on Tatooine. I think that is that there there's no reason he needs to be on Tatooine. And if you're gonna say, you know, there it, the only reason he's on Batu is to do this, I'm like, the only reason he's on Tatoo Tatooine is to make you feel a certain way. There was nothing there was nothing from the the episodes that were like um like oh he had to go to Cobb retrieve Vance. I mean yeah but I mean that there's another Cobb Vanth on another planet that they could have told. I mean they they didn't go to Tatooine just because he had to go see Cobb Vanth or something. Well, he had like, to get the armor back for Boba Fett and meet Boba Fett. It, but That's but they my were only already on Tatooine. They were on Tatooine in the first season, though. Right, I mean, we're watching him like John... meet up with Gunslinger, and it's like, why are we on Tatooine? Right, like, but I think it's John only there for had nostalgia that story bubble. in his head already that he was going to meet up with those people eventually. So I feel like that was already in motion, thus why that we put him there in the first place. That would be my argument I mean, for it. Yeah, you can backdate it if you want. But it still doesn't really feel like there was any reason why it's like, of course they're gonna go to Tatooine, because it was just very well, like Boba Fett's nostalgia. The one that comes up to finish. What do they call the those in South Park? Memory bubbles or whatever. Member berries. Member berries. Yeah. 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 I so, um, I I would like to see it as a fan. I understand the the uh, repercussions of it though. So, and that gets annoying. But uh, I would like to see it. Um, let's move on to the the next one. Um, he is not heard, spoken about, or heard from in the sequel trilogy. So will Ezra Bridger die on screen in a future series that takes place before the sequel trilogy? Or will his fate be left ambiguous? Um, John, I think we're coming back to you. Or no, Lacey's first on this one. What do you think? I think... Ezra Bridger's fate will be left ambiguous because when we talked to Taylor Gray, he had said that he brought this up with Dave Filoni. Sorry, I don't mean to be like me and Dave. Yeah. Uh, Dave Filoni. <laughs> you have met <laughs> and him, so I have several times. Um, so <laughs> as <laughs> Taylor Gray brought this up about Ahsoka being heard but not him, and Kanan being heard and not him, and being like what. Does that mean? And then Dave Filoni had basically said, yeah, he's still alive. I mean, which also brings up the whole conversation with the Rise of Skywalker, which James always says is like they could have thrown in so many cameos at that end scene that mm. they just didn't. And they could have. So but I digress. Uh, I think his fate will be left ambiguous. And I think he's going to show up in the Ahsoka series. Mm. John, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, he'll show up there. Um, I yeah, I don't think we're gonna see Ezra die on screen. I think Ahsoka will die um, protecting Ezra. 
and then mm. it wouldn't make sense for her to die for nothing. That'd be like Qui-Gon dying in The Phantom Menace and then Obi-Wan dying a minute later. Or Anakin dying like that movie, <laughs> you know? Episode 10 yeah. could be Rey with Ezra. Yeah, an older Ezra, like 49, 50-year-old Ezra or something like that. Um, yeah, I'm just possible. saying they could bring the character back. Or they freeze for- Ezra. And then Taylor Gray gets to play him at the same age. And then him <laughs> and Ray. Because get- then you have all these storylines kind of doing this type thing. And, and then Ezra and Ray get married. Uh, and it's Ezra. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ezra. Ezra. Um, you took my actual somewhat Reza? idea. And- no, I'm just kidding. No. no, I think it's a good idea. You want to expound upon that? I already did. Yeah, You're go just ahead. talking over me. Go ahead. It's my turn. <laughs> What is this? You're hijacking my spot, and then you're like, you're talking over me. You talked over me, and then I talked over your talk over. That's, That's what happened. That's true. You definitely did. We have great chemistry, folks. Please subscribe James. Uh, on all platforms <laughs> on Lost YouTube. Lost in the or sauce. Audio. James. Um, so, uh, no, he will not die, and uh, that's why. So, how about that? Stuff it. Stuff it. What? <laughs> Stuff it. Stuff it. Lacey, sauce, book baby. It? <laughs> All right, Lacey, what what do you think? I already said. So you're, okay. I already gave my answer. I gave my answer first. Yeah, before the talk over. James is lost before in the, dark the sauce oh my right gosh. now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm way confused on what is going on here. Um, I'll talk over. I, 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 I don't know. The, bi- the big question to me is, is more Ahsoka than Ezra because I think that Ahsoka and her show and being in life action and all that is somehow leading to her death which then makes me think the same thing about um what john was saying earlier is they're not going to kill ahsoka and ezra but i don't know i kind of think they will i because i kind of think that in the sense of like um you know you build up obi-wan and then obi-wan dies in the next one and they build up luke and then luke dies in the next one and kind of thing and and they did that i mean in in one story which is the sequel trilogy they they killed off han and they killed off luke and they killed off leia how dare um they? because at some point yeah i know at some point those characters have to die and i don't know that having uh ezra already have his like lead adventure and now he would be coming back older um i i kind of get the impression that he also might be on the chopping block as he hands off what he knows to the next person um then again i mean Ahsoka has passed from the Clone Wars to Rebels and now to Mandalorian and now to under next show. So they could continue going with it. But at some point, Ezra is going to have to die. Um, so I think I no, think he something... doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's going to live forever. <laughs> Can I do a called it, though, real quick? Because I thought about That's this earlier. That's the theme of the episode. That's the theme of the episode. I think that eventually when Ahsoka dies, I think they, they burn her body, a.k.a. like Anakin. Or Qui Gon. Really? Mm. You don't think she just? Fades I think into they the give force? her. I think they give her this like honorary Jedi funeral pyre type of a death, where you're gonna see characters that know and love her regather, potentially like Ghost Crew uh, and Cody, uh, or not Cody. I'm sorry. Um, Hera. Rex. Um, I was thinking Rex. Oh. But yeah, you're gonna have these characters show up uh for that particular thing to say goodbye to that character and it's going to be like super heartfelt as they, you could have they the mandalorian show up and stuff too yeah so it could be pretty crazy um 
but that's it, John. Let's let's talk a little bit more about what the theme of the episode is. Call the culture. What are we doing? Obi One once thought as you do. Yeah. So the top five safe bets, Star Wars predictions. Um, so basically, I called it. We all hear it on social media. Uh, called it culture, as we call it on this podcast. Uh, runs rampant in fandom. Uh, we all want the cred. We want the clout. We want the cheddar. We want the followers, right? It's all about that. But not really. But people is think it, it is. Yeah, people <laughs> think uh, So, like, who called Paige Tico dying? Everybody did. <laughs> who called the return of Boba Fett? Who was the first one? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Who called their mom to tell them that they called something? Probably some people. <laughs> we all do it. So let's have some fun with predictions by talking about some that we feel are obvious choices or safe bets for upcoming Star Wars projects. Uh, I'll run through this list here. We have five that we kind of put together collectively. And if we, if you guys like this type of thing, maybe we'll do it once every six months or every year as more projects are announced and stuff that's coming out can uh, afford new safe bets and predictions and stuff. It's basically all about bringing levity to this called it culture thing so we're gonna have some fun with that and spend a few minutes on each one and uh away we go so you guys ready mm-hmm. i don't see my own here what was yours mine isn't on this list oh oh, oh are you talking about the uh cassian one yeah we can add that we can edit in well then it's not top five they don't they don't they don't count they don't know <laughs> all right the first one um Liam Neeson will, and we touched on this Monday, of course, because uh, it's been the news. Liam Neeson will return as Qui-Gon Jinn. Um, this has to be the safest lock out of probably this whole list that we're going to get into here um, for reasons we talked about on Monday. Uh, but just to run through it, you know, he was interviewed about it and he was very coy about it. But we all know the series is already written. So there's either Qui-Gon lines or there's not. Uh, he hasn't been too busy. He's been doing some B even c rated action movies and why what you know he clearly would want to come back so i can't imagine a situation where he says i'd love to come back and they're like nah we're good so what do you guys got on that meanwhile he's like what's a star war yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um for for me i think that it probably is a lot that we're gonna see it um just because it's a it's an easy way um like we we just saw, you know, hey, Ewan McGregor's coming back, and it's like, okay, cool, yeah, exactly, right. Um, but then more recently, they said Hayden Christensen's coming back, and all of a sudden now they did that on Investor Day specifically to get people excited because there's already this built-in knowledge and fan base behind specific characters. And anytime you ever say, hey, we're bringing back Liam Neeson, which is I mean, I, I don't know who's considered an A-list actor or whatever, but I guarantee like you, your, your average citizen, you know, your average mm-hmm. person knows who Liam Neeson is. So it, it's in a way it's like bringing in a top list name um, just specifically for uh, even some type of cameo in the show. Um, it just makes sense canon wise because they've talked about yeah. him having communion with the character. Um and I would be hard pressed to think that a diehard Star Wars fan writing this show uh, wouldn't put that in there. And then I would also be hard pressed to believe that a loose 
very lightly familiar with the movies fan writing this would also want to put him in there. Mm-hmm. So it, so it's kind of it covers both both um, ends of the spectrum yep. there. That's why it's kind of considered a safe bet. It's like, well, it kind of depends on the person who's writing. It kind of doesn't. It's probably going to make its way in there some way or another. Yeah, Lacey. Yeah, I think you both make really good points. I I think it's a no brainer. I think everybody assumes he's going to show up. I think he's going to obviously talk to Obi-Wan and talk him through what he's dealt with and where he goes from here. Um, Mm -hmm. Because as we know, this time period is, it has to be Obi-Wan at least thinking about what he needs to do next and what's the right decisions to make. And he's probably been rocked in a sense of everything I've known is now gone. (laughs) So he needs a little guidance and Liam Neeson is the best person to give him that outside of Yoda. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You know what is funny to contradict this a little bit mm-hmm. is imagine imagine that meeting, imagine that confrontation between Liam Neeson uh, or like Qui-Gon Jinn showing up and, and Obi-Wan being like, I don't know what to do. And then he shows up and he's like, I'll tell you what to do. And Obi-Wan being like, you shut up. Yeah, you man. started this. Yeah. You messed up. But that up, might be it that, too. Kid that could, was that could not be. the chosen one. That might be it. Imagine that is the first moment is him being like, This is all your fault. I told you. He calls it on Liam Neeson. I called it. I said this kid he, was he a He calls problem. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, it would be crazy to think like it, because if that is anything that like a fan has thought of before, like man, it was all Qui Gon's fault if he would have just listened, you know, that we wouldn't have been led down that path. But um, for Liam Neeson himself to come back to the role and kind of defend his character and be able to say, you know, it, it's all, it's not your fault. It's in the decisions of uh, of the people and like you can only move forward with what you can see right in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be mindful of the future, all mm-hmm. these other things, mm-hmm. you know, that um, kind of help yeah. uh, stay in the present and all this other stuff. And you did everything you could, you know, again, give, give me a hug. It's not your fault. It's not your right. fault. It's not your fault. Obi-Wan's right? like, 32 BBY, I tweeted that this was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> whatever twitter is in star wars i've been saying the whole time that anakin kid was bad <laughs> it's like no you haven't <laughs> um uh, i called him a pathetic up, life Mix? form okay <laughs> yeah um all right so the next one ties into kenobi uh not as much of a lock in my opinion but i think i think it is um lacy we'll start with you on this one joel edgerton will return as uncle owen lars so he played the role in the I prequels. I actually want to start with you. You're the one that really has talked through this, I feel like, more than James or I. This one? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I don't know. It was last year or year before I did an article about it just um, mm-hmm. as an editorial, assuming that he will be coming back because right. before the Disney Plus era, I think Star Wars had just kind of come back. I think it was 2017, mm-hmm. right before the, uh, the Last Jedi um so we're in pre-tlj star wars everyone's happy everyone's feeling good um he said something like i could totally see owen fighting obi-wan and them having this big battle but it's Going more of like this emotional right? thing yeah he was like all into this like he was writing this the narrative for the mm-hmm. character so <laughs> he as a person is so dialed into wanting to come back so that's always that you check that one off and then after that you know, you hear rumors that uh, they're casting a little kid to be Luke. 
Obviously, we're going to see Kenobi on Tatooine at some point. It just, it'd be weird if Owen was not in this. Um, and then, you know, the recent article I did about what A New Hope will tell us will happen in the Kenobi series, I said, we need to see why Owen doesn't trust Obi-Wan. Because the last time we saw him, they accepted Luke warmly and were nice to Obi-Wan. And it was a cordial exchange. It wasn't like, get him, give him to us. It was just like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, it was very angelic in this weird uh sweet soft way something had to have happened an event or something an event yeah yeah where obi-wan gets luke in trouble uh or something like that and owen like just tries to get him away from him he's a crazy old wizard like you know he whatever mm-hmm. um so i we need to see that so i think i think i think it's a lock that joel edgerton's gonna come back and i think he's probably really jazzed about it he's probably dying to talk about it Lacey, where, yeah. where are you at with this one I agree with everything you said. I don't really have a lot of details on this one because I feel like you kind of have fully thought through this one. So I'm just going to agree with you. I think that is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, my my thoughts are kind of what you were saying as far as like Lars, you know, being there. Um, makes sense, right? Or Uncle Owen. Yeah. Wait, now I'm getting confused. Owen Lars. <laughs> I liked the idea of yeah, there Owen has, yeah, something yeah. has to happen between this point of time and then a new hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I Owen Lars being the character that has to be there, I think, because we already know that you got to involve Luke somehow. Mm-hmm. And for those, you know, characters not to be somehow involved, it seems a little crazy. The only little wrench that I throw in this is the Joel Edgerton thing. In the sense that, like, that makes the most sense on, like, a person who has played him kind of thing. But it's it's that weird thing that Star Wars does this sometimes, so it's not bad. But it's like, man, like, <laughs> nine years really wrecked this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, it's not going to look anything like him. And he's only going to be, I mean, you age differently between, like, age 5 and 15, right? But then, like... I don't know. You're talking like 50 to 60. You're going to pretty much look exactly the same. And and this guy's going to look completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least we can kind of believe a little bit more that like 20 years maybe is a little bit better. And it's kind of a little bit more believable, even though it's already kind of a stretch as it is. Well, now they're just like closing that gap a lot and just being like, we don't know. You, you guys know. We don't know. It's It has to, <laughs> to be, be this. Fair. It has to be this guy. So he, so Phil Brown, who played Owen Lars, was sixty when he filmed his parts as Uncle Owen. Joel Edgerton is now forty-six, so it's a fourteen-year difference. You're looking for a ten-year difference. They can age him up a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But also, just <laughs> but also, Joel Edgerton's cool, man. I don't know, different actor, yeah. I mean, they could also do, give him prosthetics and stuff to really make him look different. Like, does you know, does Alden Ehrenreich look like Harrison Ford ten years before? No, but no, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a safe bet just because story story wise, we know that Kenobi's whole goal right now is to look over this kid and the kid's dad or stepdad or you that, know whatever it could his be, uncle. It could end up being one of the more provocative watcher. parts or uh, intriguing engaging parts of the show i think we'll see how they play it out but, yeah um all right next one we're moving along to uh Andor. um i've rogue one i've been in this fight since i was six years old do we think we're going to get a little kid casting Andor in Andor, lacy 
Is that a safe bet? That is a safe bet. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, just because of that line. I think that line alone in Rogue One kind of sets it up that they have to have something. I'm interested to see how they distinguish his flashback scenes from the Mandalorian flashback scenes because it's like those could be pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think it's going to happen. He's got to have that emotional turmoil of like, this is why I'm doing this. He has to have that Uncle Ben Spider-Man moment of like, I need to step it up and this is why. So um, I'm sure there's like a technical writing term like hero's journey or something. I just always use Spider-Man and and Uncle Ben because it's like a very straightforward like, Uncle Ben dies and he decides Look, this that, is the that time I need That with great power line has had a lot of legs, let's be honest. Yes, but it, it's the moment that he dies in his arms and he realizes it's his fault yeah. that he then has to take the... But this isn't Spider-Man. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, I do think Cassian will have those flashback moments. Yes. Nice. Uh, do you think it'll be a start the series with it sort of thing? Like a Batman Begins where you see little Bruce, or do you think it's gonna they're gonna pepper it in? Like, what's your guess? And this is just obviously a guess. We don't know. I think it could be a beginning of the episode flashback. He wakes up startled and asleep. Ah, uh, I like that. I dig that. All right, uh, James. Safe bet. We're getting little Cassian, little six-year-old Cassian. Um, yeah, I do think it's a safe bet. Um, and the reason is, is because like when I think generally when people think about Cassie and the character, if they, if they were like immediately to were to do an impression, that is a line that they get pulled back to pretty quick. You know, um, I was in this fight since I was six years old. So, um, so it kind of makes you think that if you're like, Hey, you know, have you ever wondered about Cassie and Andor? What, what's the most intriguing? And he's like, I think the average fan would probably say, I don't know. I want to know more about why he's been in this fight since he was six years right, old. Right, right. It's just right. kind of a go-to thing. Um, the the way that they would handle it, I think um, you're right about the Mandalorian where they were kind of doing it that way. Um, seems, you know, it worked in the Mandalorian, so maybe they would do that again, but then it kind of copies the Mandalorian. But then the way that we just described is very how they handled Jin. Yes. Um, showing I, her as a kid. Yep. Um, and then, you know, having her like wake up years later in and it's prison. still kind of like yeah. there in her mind haunting her or whatever. Um, so I I think that if they are going to do it, there's probably a chance they're not going to do it either one of those ways, even though the, the way that echoes Jin seems like, like it's kind so of nice. connect, yeah. connective. Yeah. You think? Yeah. I think it sounds like they just took the Rogue One script and rewrote it for Cassian. I like parallels though, because then it would it would make the connection between Jin and Cassian stronger because they both went through similar journeys. Not even um, knowing mm-hmm. it, because in the beginning they're very and, grating towards each other. Right, and you can do it differently where you know Jin's dad went off and worked for the Empire. And and that sort of thing. And like they left her to protect her, whereas Cassian could have been abandoned or something like you can be on your own and, and to your own devices at a way early age for different reasons. So they can do a multitude of things. I mean, Star Wars uses has used all the tropes. So, yeah, I could sure. see him being like asleep and then he has this nightmare. Right. And he gets woken up by K2SO or something. And uh, then they're about to go do a mission. He's like, mm-hmm. we're here. Or something, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and it'll um, be interesting to see what they do with that. What else you got on that, James? I mean, I mean, they could slumdog millionaire it and pepper it through the series, mm-hmm. not in mm-hmm. just like in the way the Mandalorian does it, where it doesn't really seem like he's straight up like. I mean, at it's times, a like when he's reaction, he's being triggered by the sound of her banging the weapons and stuff. Well, I'm not. I'm thinking of it more like in the sense of like when he's getting ready to handle something, he knows how to handle it because sure. then then they could be like, "Do you know how to use one of these?" And then they could cut back to oh, him being handed yeah. it when he was a kid. That could be cool. And it, and somebody a, a a mentor like teaching him how to use it or whatever. His and then parents, when they cut yeah. back to him in the real Her- life. Or in the is, regular time, he's more like, yeah, I know how to handle it. Is, kind of is Andor a, a limited series? Did they establish that? They did not. It's not uh, a limited series. Okay. Only Obi-Wan is. Well, check that. I know Lando is, and I think Ahsoka might be. And the reason I think it's not a limited series to Andor is for the amount of work they're doing on it. Yeah. With all the set building and the I think 200 characters. and uh, Whether it's uh, limited or not, I I, th- I think they're going to do this, but they're going to do it as a prologue. To think Rogue One? They're going to do the him as a kid as a prologue to the series. Oh, okay. I think they're going to like um, show start the series showing him as a kid and what happened. And they're going to answer that question real quick. And then we're not going to see it again. Yeah. 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 And it could be a thing where they do that and then he wakes up and it's a memory. So they could do that. But I think they're going to start the series with that. Almost like, remember X-Men when they show Magneto as a little kid? Yeah. Uh, Something like that. I hate that scene. You do? Wait. The first X-Men You're thinking of, of where they're pulling him from the gate. Yeah. That's different. No. I'm talking about the one where he's... Where he's in the room and the guy's like, move the coin. No, no, no. And then no. the kid's like, ah! No, no. Ah! That's X-Men First Class. Oh, oh, I hate it. It's so stupid. You want chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about X-Men, <laughs> man. The first Kill X-Men. man over there. Then keep killing him and screaming and yelling and stuff. No, not that one. The first X-Men. So bad. Oh, good thing. It, yeah. We would have had serious problems. We were very close to having serious problems. Good thing you didn't say that. All right. Next one. Uh, I think we flushed that one out pretty well. Uh, there will be more than three Star Wars movies released by and including 2027. Now, this one, I don't know if it's as safe a bet, but I think we all agreed on last week's podcast that beat bitch just based on what's going on, that it's impossible to think that that Feige movie or, or Taika movie is coming out in seven years. So, um, James, you're starting this one. Do you think uh, is this a safe bet for you? I think that's it. I think it's it's just to to think. I know they're putting a lot of focus on television right now, and I think that's what people are going to default to. Is like, no, I think I think they're taking a break from the movies. They're going to wait and make the movie special and all this other stuff. But I just think the biggest thing against this is that when they announce the years, they're like twenty three, twenty five, twenty seven. It implies a trilogy, and if they're not doing a trilogy, because we know those movies are in fact like Rogue Squadron and whatever this Taika Waititi thing is, and it clearly doesn't seem like it's in any way involved with whatever um, Kevin Feige. uh, Feige's working on, then 
it points to why are you waiting so long to do three standalone movies that have no connection to each other really at all. So slipping in other movies somewhere in there as well and having somebody else produce something so that a move one movie can come out in December and then uh the next year a movie can come out in December or maybe they go back and they try to play in that summertime again I don't know but the the point of the thing is is like it seems I, I my biggest point is what I said earlier it seems like a trilogy but it's not a trilogy so if it's not a trilogy then what are you, what are you waiting for yeah you're not trying to make something special just do it just start releasing rogue ones and solos and and other stuff like that Lacey, is this a safe bet for you I think it is I think Disney and Lucasfilm's priorities have changed especially in 2020 with the pandemic and how movie theaters have gone and how Disney has put a stress on streaming and Disney plus I think that with competitors like Netflix who are putting out a new movie on Netflix every single week for the whole year that is a lot of movies. That is a lot of that's content. That's a good point. And that's not counting Stranger Things. It's not counting other things that they're going to put on the the streaming service. So I think Disney's going to be playing catch up. And I think the best way they can do that is to make more Star Wars content. The Mandalorian is their, their what John would say, golden goose right now. <laughs> and they need to make more Star Wars content whether it be a show or a movie or whatever, they need to keep people around. And I think that their plan of, oh, we'll just release three eventually, I think that's changed. And I think it just hasn't yeah. been announced yet. And those things are already moving. Nice. Especially yeah. since we we were pretty certain that they weren't doing much with television. And then all of a sudden they're like, no, we're doing a lot with television. Shows. We just haven't told you yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you're right, Lacey. Uh, they may be playing catch up, but let's hope that th- what they release is not a must turd. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, he's saying mustard, ketchup, mustard. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, I think the Netflix thing is what kind of drove this one home for me was that they were like, we're releasing a new movie every single week. I was like, what? Yeah, that's insane. And Leo DiCaprio is doing one of them, too. Yeah. Very so interesting. Disney's got to invest in what they have. And, you know, they're already doing that with Marvel. So I, I can't imagine they wouldn't do it with Disney. That's why we're getting rumors about Chris Evans returning. Like, come on, guys. Right. It's going to happen. More movies. More movies. Well, James just wants a call so he can do uh, crowd tweeting. I hate both of you. Can you please just answer the question? <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I just wanted to relish in the joke a little bit. Sorry. Ugh. <laughs> All right, you're both chemistry. Weenies. Okay, um, no, yeah, my my take on you that. Don't, by the way, you don't get to shame him for his mustard joke what? and then give three more hot dog jokes. <laughs> all right, oh, cool your buns. Yeah, he's all like, "What does that even mean?" Stop, it's dumb. <laughs> you will never talk about my buns on this podcast. Oh, next, that's, that's not the teaser clip. I don't think. Um, <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I mean, my take on this is what you guys just said. It's um, Lacey makes a great point about the Netflix thing. And James, like you said, like I just it's impossible for me to think that they're waiting seven years. One of those three movies is not coming out for seven years. That's insane. Insane. Seven years. 
like imagine taika being like they're like taika you gotta wait till 20 i know you're writing right now but you gotta wait till 2027 your son's gonna be almost 10 when that movie oh my god i'm gonna throw up (laughs) really quick again yeah when when does love and thunder come out 2035 next year next year next year you think it's 2022 or is it this year I have lost track of time. What what day? So, is it? so here's the time thing: is, is another another thing to add to that is is let's let's say it's 2022 that the movie comes 2022, out, right? Confirmed. Then Taika Waititi's movie isn't till 2025. Yeah, yeah, maybe. If we're assuming that he's the next one after Patty Jenkins, so that's five three years, years from now. That's what I'm saying. Or, that's a long time. Five years to be three. Five years, from right? now, I'm saying. From now. Yeah. Five from now, yeah. But three years to develop that movie. It's like if he, and that's assuming he comes in completely from scratch. It's you know? coming out May sixth, twenty twenty two. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, let's move on to the next ones. Uh, we'll pair these up. This is for the Ahsoka series. Um, both Thrawn and Ezra making their live action debuts on the in the Ahsoka series. Um. The Mandalorian sets that up. Uh, so, what do you think? It, it, are these both safe bets for you? Uh, let's start with Lacey. James, let's start with James. Oh, James. Okay. Are these are these both safe bets, or one or one more than the other? Where are you at with it? Thrawn. And oh, one more than the other. Thrawn is like a hundred percent. That's got to happen. In fact, when we were kind of working on these, I we were looking for what what do we think safe bets are, and I pitched to John Thrawn making his live action debut, and he almost was like, "That's too safe." <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, "That's so one hundred percent happening." Yeah. Like I, my my thing is like we all knew it. Um, you know when she said. Uh, where's Thrawn? We're like, oh my gosh! So that is that's a that's a breadcrumb, if you will, or like a, a piece to the next part of something else. Is that the Ahsoka series? Is that the next uh, season of Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. Like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. She said, "Where's Thrawn?" Mm-hmm. And if there's no way they say that without having plans to do that character in that very specific way. And if you think the breadcrumb is to leave into a uh, an animated thing, I think that we're starting to find out that maybe even the rumors of the Rebels animated show is not happening. I, I mean, I don't know at this point, but I can say I think the future for the foreseeable time is is Ahsoka in live action. If and if she's saying his name in live action, then you got to think he's coming next. Imagine they never um, answer it, like lost. <laughs> yeah that would be crazy um the other John thing uh, yeah the other thing uh is ezra um yeah. and that ezra is so inherently tied to thrawn right now because of you had a very successful animated series that ended with beating the main villain by wrapping him up and going off into hyperspace with them. The two of you are missing and nobody knows where either one of you mm-hmm. are. If she's searching for Thrawn, she's going to find Ezra or he's going to have to be involved because just like you said with with imagine if they never answer that, it would be just as weird for them to 
go down the Thrawn route and never mention or talk about or have Ezra be involved in some right. some way. Yeah. Those two are are currently in in <clears throat> a story mode based on what they're giving us is they're tied and right. you have to bring those two. So in. both yeah. locks for you. It's Thrawn just a little more because they tangibly mentioned him. I mean, they literally said his okay. name, and she's hunting for him. That's the only yeah. reason she's there. All right, yeah, I'm I'm with you, Lacey. Your your takes on this? Do you have any, uh, any other vantage points, or do you agree one more than the other? Uh, is Ezra as much of a lock, even though he wasn't mentioned? Where are you at? I think James is right that Thrawn has a little bit more of an edge because he is mentioned in the show. Mm-hmm. But you have to imagine that the reason she's looking for Thrawn is for Ezra, right. which most people know. Yeah. So I would say they're both safe bets that they're going to show up in mm-hmm. the Ahsoka series, I think. Yeah. Um, but like James says, you just have to give Thrawn a little bit more because he is mentioned. Imagine they do a Roger Rabbit and Ezra's animated and everyone else's live action. Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Worst and then for some seen. reason, Thrawn has Roger Rabbit's personality. <laughs> Thrawn, please! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Don't throw me in the dip! Don't throw me in the dip! Oh God, um, that's such a scary scene. It is. Christopher Christopher Lloyd is menacing. Um, <laughs> I had nightmares about the shoe. I felt bad for the shoe. I was talking about him at the end where his eyes are Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty that's That movie scary. is so good. It yeah. was one of my favorites growing up. Classic um all right uh it was up for best picture wasn't it well you have to think of what they did they brought in so like in one of the big stories with ready player one was that they brought in so many different brands and studios and stuff that was never they said once roger driver was made they were like this is never happening again yeah it's crazy if you watch the making of what they did with that movie and like having to make objects move that the cartoons were touching Mm -hmm. and then animate them in later and stuff yeah Um, especially with that technology in 87 whatever it was insane i guess Uh, when you talk about it you can have me on to talk about it too uh my take on this um i think they both will i i I agree that it's the safe Mm -hmm. bet uh, for all the reasons you guys said a little nervous about the ezra thing um, ever since we had Taylor on, I've really been pushing for and pulling and hoping that he gets he's so great the opportunity and he'd be the right yeah. age. Um, mm-hmm. He seems that he would want to do it. It'd be funny. I mean, I, I'd be completely fine if he knew it, that he was doing it and he just was being coy with us about it. He you know? was at the volume already. He's already yeah. been there. You know, a lot of people are, you know, we, we've talked <laughs> about this. All the other fan he casting's texts with going Dave. on. Everyone and... texts with Dave right now. Like, I don't want to. S- I'm sorry. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't want to see freaking Raul Coley playing Ezra. I'm so sick and tired of everybody <laughs> saying he should be Ezra that it's been over fan cast at this point and it's nothing to do with him. I thought he was great in the Bly Manor thing. Uh, he's a he's great nice, talented yeah. actor. I'm just like, it's like the fan casting of the Millie Bobby Brown thing at this point. Like the Sebastian, Sebastian Stan thing Stan, it makes yeah. made me want to throw up. Uh, it's just like, I, I'm so over that. Like the over the fan casting thing where it's too much. Um, as we're talking about a show that was fan casted with Rosario Dawson. But I digress. I think both show All up. All I'm saying is that he's already texting Dave. So is Paul. All these people are texting Dave. Why are they texting Dave? Who? Uh, Taylor? Yeah, you talked about how he talks yeah, to Dave a lot. Yeah. Like no, I, yeah, yeah, so I think they're both locks. Um, we'll see who plays who. A lot of people think Lars Mikkelsen for Thrawn. Um, that'd be cool because he did the voice. Um, but 
I think, yeah, we're going to see both these guys uh, in Ahsoka, and I think those are safe bets indeed. So that, that pretty much wraps it up. So um, I thought this was cool, a little different type of discussion. We can definitely tackle it as more projects come out, more details about the movies and that sort of thing. So let us know what you think in the comments, whether you dig the whole safe bet. Uh, have a little fun with the safe bet thing on the, the call to culture element. I had one more that we didn't have. Okay, throw it out there. It Real was quick. that Cassian Andor is going to have a love interest. A love interest, yeah. And I think it's going to be the girl that they cast. Uh, because there has to be a reason he's so jaded. Oh, Arjona? Fam- Adria Arjona? Yeah. I think she's going to be a love interest. Y- they're going to pull the Kira yep. thing. Yeah. But maybe perhaps Even actually worse. kill her. Yeah. Uh, I he think- has to kill her. I think- <gasps> you know what? I think that's, that's the moment. That'd be horrible. That would be horrible, but then you see him in Rogue One, who j- he just shoots that guy who informs. And was remember, he- it's how jarring that was. You're like, he just shot that guy. Yeah, but he wasn't in love with him. Well, maybe. But he that's was. what makes killing people so much easier. He's yeah. done the hardest one. Jeez. Oh, now we're getting dark. Anyway, um, I hope yeah, not, I think that's but- that's a safe bet. I'll I'll put that in as a safe bet. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I, yeah, I absolutely think it's a safe bet considering the relationship with Jin and how it's beautifully not romantic. Right. Um, they have this now opportunity to go into that and delve into that and um, have like this this fan like tragic thing that can pull in a lot of people. Right. I, yeah, I feel like that's and then the only pretty the only thing bet. that'd be an issue is then people would be like, oh, so then he just forgot about her and stopped talking about her. But then you could say the same thing about Han with Kira. Well, yeah, that's the thing is that it becomes the Han thing where he has something that made him jaded. Yeah, Yeah. I I actually think that 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 builds up a bigger reason why you can say that that uh, Cassian and Jin were not romantic. Right. No, yeah. I think that builds builds on that um, to say like, oh, he just forgot about her. No, no, (laughs) that's it. He absolutely did not forget about her. That is why. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's a good one. All right, let's wrap that up. Uh, now we're going to hear from uh, you out there in Resistance Transmissions. So let's take this thing home. Lacey. All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. <laughs> so every week, John on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, which is our Twitter account, uh, puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter and you guys give your answers and I don't know what it is. I don't know what you said and we'll see what happens, which by the way, I've been watching Emily in Paris, AKA Emily in Paris. I really want to learn French this year. So maybe a couple months from now, I'll be able to say this in actual French. So stay tuned. All right. So this is Je Je ne sais pas. Uh, First, the scenario. So the scenario is, Change a line of dialogue from A New Hope based on the idea that Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader will fight in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. First up is Brian Ward at Brian E. Ward. Hey, Brian. Brian? I'm so glad that you're putting your name on your designs now so that you're getting proper credit for the amazing work you do. Yeah, I agree. Brian, it's awesome. Uh, Brian said, I sense something, a presence I've not felt since... That fight in the parking lot of Dexter's Diner on one dollar Jawa juice night. If <laughs> <laughs> that's where they throw down. <laughs> <laughs> Next is ZDR at ZDR bracket sixteen said Darth Vader, 
Obi-Wan is here. The Force is with him. Grand Moff Tarkin. If you're right, he must not be allowed to escape. Darth Vader. Escape is not his plan. I must face him. Alone. For the third time. <laughs> <laughs> it's enough already. Right. Yeah. Third time's charm. Uh, next is Matt Skywalker at Jedi underscore adopted. And Matt said, Matt, do you keep changing your... Is he, wasn't he MIB? 1138. No, 38, I thought. I thought it was 88. Oh, whatever. Matt, do you keep changing your handle on us? You're throwing me off here. Matt said, Vader, when last we met, I was but the learner. Now I am. Holy crap, I was right about the sand. You look like 40 years older. (laughs) Topical. (laughs) Obi-Wan, you are a master of evil, Darth. That comment really hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Next is Haas Aslam at Haas underscore Aslam. Hi, Haas. Haas. Is it Haas or Haas? Mm. Sorry. Ask Lando. I have no idea. Ask Lando. Is that Lando? No, because you know he says Han. Han. Oh, oh. And they said, quote, if you strike me down, I shall get on my own TV series before you do. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> I think it's one. Haas. I think it's Haas. Haas mm-hmm. or like Haas like bass? Haas. Like bass pro shops. Like Haas. That, I, I, would say, Haas. I would say Haas. That's Haas. what I said. Yeah. And then you said Haas. I said Haas. No, you did not. Play back the I tape. Remember. <laughs> next is rewind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next is Joey Sack at Joey Sack. Hey Joey. Joey said, "I've been waiting for you, Obi Wan. We'll meet again, again at last." <laughs> it has a little asterisk. Again, again. <laughs> and last but not least is Kyle B at Luke's Green Saber. <laughs> Kyle, I hope you're enjoying the Mando ring. Congrats on winning. Uh, one of our contests. So Kyle wrote, your powers are weak. Slightly older man. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good? Guys, thank you so much. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. And if you're feeling extra loving towards us, you can follow us on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. And tag us when you watch the show. Tag us in your stories. Let us see what you see. Share your love. Back to you, John. All right, yeah, thanks everybody for listening or watching wherever you take in TRB and being a part of the resistance. Uh, Make sure you do subscribe to the show, your preferred platform, whether that's audio or YouTube, because two episodes a week, Mondays and Thursdays. And we got more fun stuff coming your way. It's going to be a great year on TRB. So thanks for uh, being a part of the (laughs) the resistance on down Down the pipe. All on down the the line. I say pike, I say all down the line, all that stuff. The pipeline. Make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing over at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And uh, just like the movies, my movie podcast, uh, we talked about uh, The Big Lebowski on Tuesday. So get a white Russian and join us. James? Um, Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Um, and then, like I said on Monday, if you were just now finishing up, Light of the Jedi or Test of Courage, you can check me out with Kyle Larson on book discussions. Um, whether you're reading it or not, we've got something for you. Yeah, absolutely. Lacey. I've never had a white Russian. Isn't it just milk and vodka? 
It is. With like chocolate sauce? There's um uh, or is that a mudslide? Yeah, I don't know if it's like Bailey's or something that goes into it. But so one time during the holidays, uh when I was like college age. Oh, you I, thought you were gonna be cool and have a white Russian? I had ten. Ugh John, <laughs> did you vomit? Yep. <laughs> the whole next day. Oh. We were watching, so we were we were just getting to the Big that Lebowski. That sounds awesome, Baby college, John. John. We were just getting into the Big Lebowski, and we're like, let's watch the Big Lebowski and drink white Russians all night and just be like, dude, and we and did it. And if I know like, yeah. anything about John is don't, he has a couple drinks and he keeps going. Just don't, drink, just don't drink that much milk. That's the problem. Ew, That's a ew. lot of milk. It is. I, uh, I have, I've tested teas before, and I, I was never really like a tea guy, oh, I love but tea. I've recently discovered that Maybe if I was getting into like a tea mixed with milk. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah, that it could because I get this like Thai iced tea um, from the Thai place and it's like so good. And then I'm like, oh man, I'm just now realizing this is Thai, this is tea and milk mixed. I wonder what other combinations there are out there. Yeah. Do they just drink coffee then? No, a chai tea latte is chai tea. Uh, and the latte oh. part is just the milk. See, I don't know anything about this stuff. This is all Starbucks jibber jabber. I've chai. Sure chai's you good. put the milk chai's in good. second. Do not do first. Only monsters put the milk in first. I put the milk in first every time. No, like Monster don't. Energy Seriously? Drink, they do a chai tea. John, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to do the milk second. Do you know why I do the milk first? Because and you're not proper tea etiquette from England. First of all, I don't drink tea. I drink coffee. Second of all, uh. Like Weird Brothers coffee. Uh, you don't have to stir your coffee if you put the milk in first because the coffee automatically stirs it up. Life hack. Just I, just, I just saved you a minute of your life and one spoon that you don't have to clean. You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. John you John puts his milk in before his cereal, too. I do not do that. That is... <laughs> you should get arrested if you do that. James, do you do that? No. Milk goes in second to everything. Stop. Doing this? Do you do when you do milk? Does not go second in hot chocolate. Yeah, and chocolate milk. What are you talking about? Okay, chocolate, chocolate milk, milk is the too. only thing that it goes first. Ah. Hot chocolate milk goes second. You just got debunked. Shut milk up. Goes you second can follow me on Twitter no, and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. That was the point of this conversation. You're welcome. Yeah. So, um, uh, where are we at? Hashtag milk. Second. Oh, by the way, yeah, we have to thank, because um, uh, fourth wall, we haven't done it yet, but we have to thank uh, the podcast Clashing Sabers. They had us on uh, to nerd out about uh, the Mandalorian, so I want to thank oh, that crew over there for having us on. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, um, thanks to everybody for listening and watching, being part of TRB. Uh, tell people about the show. Send a link to a friend or family member who likes Star Wars. You are the reason we're growing. And again, shout out to Europe. You're you're showing up. You're giving the U.S. a run for their money. So U.S., you got some work to do. But uh, do we love? Please you? put in the comments: milk goes first or milk goes second. No, yeah. it goes second. Don't be a monster. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Does milk go first or second? As the comment. Yeah, we'll see what they say. Nix is with me. I guarantee it. Nix is like, of course, it goes <laughs> second. In in coffee, uh, well, we'll we'll see what they say. We'll see what they say. I'm not here to Next, campaign. Do, do the right thing. Next. I just gave them a life hack to save their life. I expect a paragraph like, here's the thing. In, <laughs> in tea. And, and, and like quote tweet the, the episode so that people are like, what are they talking about? I have to find out. Yeah. 
We help you. I help you with a life hack. You help me by promoting the show. Thank you. Don't listen to his life hacks. They're thank you. Hashtag life hack. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Uh, We hope you have a wonderful weekend. We hope you're safe out there. We hope your 2021 is getting better. Ours is going to be great along the way, all down the line. So we'll see you Monday morning with another episode (laughs) right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. John, you're more like a life hack. You're a jerk. Oh, got him.